Welcome and thank you for joining us today on our podcast. I'm Marvin Telemontis, the pastor of River Rock Fellowship. Hope this inspires you and builds up your faith and helps you to see that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. It's the blood. It's the blood of Jesus that burns away that which grips our heart that shouldn't. It's the blood of Jesus that creates something new in each and every person and every believer. The old is gone. We just need to be willing to say no to a sinful world, to its ways, to its lies. You may remember back a few weeks ago when we dealt with the problem of sin that I shared from Genesis 4-7. And as a refresher, let's read it again. Genesis chapter 4, verse 7. It says, you will be accepted if you do what's right. Now remember, here it is. God is speaking, right? you got Cain and Abel, and He's speaking to Cain. Because Cain has just got upset because God received the sacrifice that he brought, which was an animal, and there was blood and all that. And Cain brought, you know, wilted old veggies. God's not much for vegan, I guess, huh? And then all of a sudden... He says, hey, now here's here's where the Lord is speaking to Cain. You will be accepted if you do what is right. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Here comes the warning. Sin is crouching at the door. Eager to control you. But you must subdue it. And be its master. We don't get to do this alone, but we also don't get to do this alone. I don't have to do it alone, but how many of us are going through life trying to figure it out alone? I can't master sin by myself. But it's going to take me saying yes to the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit taking over and saying, I will burn away all those lustful desires, that pride, that arrogance, all these things that we pursue thinking we're going to find happiness and it always comes out to nothing. Always. Always. Sin wants you. But you must deny, you must denounce sin. You must say yes to God. Many of us may have health, unhealthy rhythms and unhealthy struggles in our life right now. Because we've been, as Paul says, trying to copy the behavior and the customs of the world when we have a rhythm in our life that we know that's not right. Either we mirror the world and its values or we mirror God and His values. So we know what it's like to say, take this out of our life, right? Uh, how many of you guys have gardened? Right? You guys have gardened probably roses, veggies, or something like that. And you know, one of the big things of gardening is you have to go in and take out the weeds, 
Nobody likes taking out the weeds. And even when you got a nice garden in there, these stinking weeds keep coming back. But you got to keep taking them out. So we've talked about taking out the weeds. We know how to take them out. But that's one thing. So now we just got a nice big area of dirt. Dirt by itself is only going to get you weeds. Right? Yeah, there's an amen to that. Now God is saying, hey, Paul the Apostle is going to show us. Now let me show you what to add to the garden that should blossom in there. Once you were able, once you're able to locate the worldly patterns that you don't want to have any part of, then there's going to be some space. No more weeds. Now there's space to start planting stuff. So Paul seems to tell us the first thing is, let's start with what you're thinking. What's going on here? You know, have you ever noticed anything in your life always started with a thought? You look over at that girl and you go, oh, yeah. I did at 15 years old in the library, looking over a surfer magazine, being a librarian. And I'm looking over at her. And oh, did I have a thought. She's beautiful. And one day she came in and I looked at her and I put my head down and I did a little prayer. 15 years old. I said, Lord, if that's the one you want for me, then that's the one I want too. It starts with a thought. And I could give you a whole lot of other stories and they weren't so nice. How about you? Had a bad thought? Did a bad thing come out? So here, Paul seems in, in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, Paul, we've already read it, but Paul seems to be concerned about how we think. Our thought process is important. That's why he tells us, spend time in his presence. Spend time reading the Bible. That we might have the right thought process. That we might have the mind of Christ. You'll be glad to know the Bible talks about this very concept if you turn with me to Psalms chapter 1, verse 2. Now, I was trying to be good because I have, always have a lot of scriptures, but I, I think I kind of took away something that should have been real important for us to see. So I'm going to read out of the New American Standard, and I'm going to read verse 1. It says, blessed is the person who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. So he's talking about, here's a blessed person. These are the characteristics. And he goes on, and this is where we pick up in verse 2. But his, being the blessed person, but the blessed person delights in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates... A couple minutes every Sunday. Is that what it says? Oh, 45 minutes every Sunday. Let me, I mean, come on, I don't want to rip you guys off. Day and night. It should be on your lips constantly. 
should be on your heart, in your mind, constantly the Word of God, constantly thinking, how do I bless the kingdom? How can I do something for the kingdom? How can somebody who's lost find Christ because of what I say, what I do? Well, God, how do I walk in grace and mercy and love? How do I love the unlovable? How do I be a blessing? King David, now he wrote most of all the Psalms. He is definitely, is a walking, talking example of the importance of meditating on God's Word day and night. God desires us to have the Word of God in our minds, in our hearts, and operating throughout our lives. If I'm just a Christian on Sunday morning and I'm something different on Thursday and on Friday and on Saturday, am I really a Christian? How about you? I heard somebody once say this. They said, you know, how about if I offer you this incredible feast? A 13-course meal. Just grand. Multiple appetizers and hors d'oeuvres. I mean, all sorts of sides and salads and everything. All sorts of multiple kinds of exotic breads and, and soups. And, and then main course after main course after main course. And dessert after dessert after dessert. Matter of fact, we're going to start off with dessert. We're going to have dessert in the middle. And we're going to end with dessert. Somebody say amen. amen. But then you don't get to eat anything on Monday and nothing on Tuesday. Give you a little bit of something on a Wednesday to just drink on. But then nothing on Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. But we'll do the big feast all over again on Sunday. Catch where I'm going with this? If we ate like that, we would look anemic. We would look gaunt. We would look horrible. But as we pour out our time in His presence, then all of a sudden somebody's going to look at us and say, I see my Father's eyes in you. I see Jesus in you. You look different. What happened? And you could say, I've been spending time my Heavenly Father and I, we have meals every day. And it's changing me. Just being with Him. Maybe there's something you need to change in your morning and evening routine that would allow you to transform you from the inside out. Simply because you spent some time with Him. If you're a person who spends time with the Lord every single day, I feel like the Lord wants me to tell you something. He's blessed by that. But I believe the challenge the Lord wants me to give you is spend your time with Him and say nothing. Just be still. And just let Him speak to you. You do it every day. You read the Word every day. You pray every day. And the Lord is pleased with that. But I believe the Holy Spirit's telling me to tell you, just be still tomorrow. 
Just close your eyes. Just let him speak to you. See what happens. Sometimes we're wondering why this transformation doesn't happen in our lives. Maybe you've experienced an offense. Maybe there's been a deep hurt in your life that you need to forgive so that God can transform you from the inside out so that you can be set free. But first, you need to move away from the worldly way and the core values of the world, this deception, the lying. And let God come. Change the way you think. Change your mind. Change your passions even. So Paul closes out Romans chapter 12, verse 2. He closes that out uh, with a great outcome from this sacrificial living. All right, so verse 2 again. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you talk. Is that what it says? By changing the way you talk. Amen? Yeah, amen. Hallelujah. No? No? Okay, let's all read it together. Ready? Begin. By changing the way... By changing the way you think. Wow. Then, now here comes the good stuff. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Anybody want a life that is good and pleasing and perfect? Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Oh, give me a bus ticket. I'm on. You know, even when Paul wrote the letter of Romans, probably close to 2,000 years ago, it's amazing how God knew what He would need to teach us through the book of Romans. There's some folks who have spent decades searching tirelessly for a purpose in their life, and they keep coming up short, and they're empty, and they're broken. And they have no direction. And they know this is not right. They want something. And yet nothing. And yet nothing. Except pain and heartache. Maybe you've tried to find it in the things of the world and figured out you couldn't. Maybe you tried to find it in a particular relationship and figured out you couldn't. Maybe you try to figure out by achieving a certain social status and you figured out you couldn't. Maybe you tried to find it by obtaining wealth or fame and you found out you couldn't. Maybe you tried to figure it out through drugs or alcohol or some other kind of addiction and you figured out you couldn't. Christ is the only one who can give you, who can give us meaning and purpose in our lives. He's called you to do great things for His kingdom here on earth. In the way that God designed you, in the way that God gave you skills, in the way God gave you passion. I wonder how many of us have yet to sense a calling from God because we have allowed our unhealthy rhythms and unhealthy disciplines and unhealthy hurts and pains 
that now we're nothing more than a distraction from who God called us to be. We haven't been able to sense God's leading because we haven't spent time with Him. The good news is this. There's still time. Right now, to rewire your life, my life, that we can rewire it. The Bible's full of instances where God makes it clear that all He needs is a heart that's going to be surrendered to Him. Let me take you to a story you all know about. Let me take you to the story there in Easter. There's Jesus on the cross. And there's two guys with Him. One on each side. One good, one not so good. And let's read this story. Luke chapter 23, start at verse 39. One of the criminals hanging beside Him scoffed. So you're the Messiah, are you? Prove it by saving yourself and us too while you're at it. But the other criminal protested. Don't you fear God even when you have been sentenced to die? What's wrong with you? The other criminals are looking at him. Actually, the word interpreted isn't really criminal. It's more like pirate. Isn't that interesting? He's looking over at him. He's saying, dude, what's wrong with you? We're dying. We're going to be dead in a little while. And you got your, what, and you're smarting off? What's up with you? Don't you fear God even when you've been sentenced to die? We deserve to die for our crimes. But this man hasn't done anything wrong. Verse 42. Then he, the criminal, said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus replied. And Jesus replied. Did you hear that? Somebody responded to Jesus and just said, Hey, Jesus, will you remember me? He just reached out to God. He wasn't on his knees. He didn't get all cleaned up. He didn't have his tuxedo on. He didn't have a big Bible under his arm. He was there naked, hanging on a cross. Will you, will you remember me? And immediately Jesus responds while he's on a cross. And Jesus replied, I assure you. You know what that means? I guarantee you today you will be with me in paradise. There's still time to believe. There's still time to turn from sin and turn away from the wrong things in your life. Turning away from the painful hurts and the loss and those things that are literally pulling you away and farther away and farther back away from your relationship with Jesus. Say no, no to that pain. You don't get to keep me from my Jesus. Say no to those lustful desires. You don't get to keep me away from my Jesus. 
Say no to those memories that haunt you. You don't get to keep me away from my Jesus. Say no to all those people who've offended you and you were right and they were wrong. It doesn't matter. Say no, Jesus. Nothing going to keep me from you. Do you know that's what he said? He said there is nothing that can separate the love of God from you. No height, no depth, not even hell. Even the people who choose to go there, you guess what? He still loves. Nothing stops the love of God. How can we let things stop us from loving God? Christ came to this very earth, was tempted by the same worldly things you and I are tempted by, yet He did not sin. Ultimately, He was nailed to a cross for my sins, your sins, for all of mankind's sins. So we could be transformed into walking and talking reflections of Him. That's why you're called a Christian, to be Christ-like. And this is a good day as any day to respond in earnest to this specific outpouring of Jesus' grace, His love, His mercy. So, do you need to identify an area of sin in your life that's distracting you in being in love with God? Do you need to pursue righteousness and redemption and reconciliation? How about do you need to offer yourself Truly, as a living sacrifice, day in and day out. So that you're the same Christian on Sunday morning as you are on Tuesday, on Saturday, or any day of the week. So Paul concludes as we close up here, guys. Let's look at Romans chapter 16, verse 25 through 27. Paul says, now all glory to God who is able to make you strong. Just as my good news says, this message about Jesus Christ has revealed His plan for you Gentiles. Did you know that we're Gentiles? Yeah. Yeah. So this is really good news for us. This message about Jesus Christ has revealed His plan to you Gentiles, a plan kept secret from the beginning of time. But now as the prophets foretold, and as the eternal God has commanded, this message is made known to all Gentiles everywhere, including in Woodbridge, California, so that they too might believe and obey Him. All glory to the only wise God, Through Jesus Christ, forever and ever and ever and ever. Amen. Well, Father, as we pray and as we close and all heads are bowed and all eyes are shut, Lord, we take a little moment to reflect. And Lord, just to be honest with you and ask ourselves, do we need help with this? idea that Paul talks about being a living sacrifice where we die to ourselves. 
we say no. No matter how big the pain is that hurts, we say, Jesus, we're not going to let that keep me from being with you. I'm going to stop blaming you, God. I'm going to trust you. No matter the temptation, we're going to say no to the things of the world. We might have A, B, and C all figured out, but Lord, man, that X, Y, and Z stuff's so hard. And then for somebody else in the room, they go, I got X, Y, and Z figured out. It's just that A, B, and C part that I don't got figured out. So wherever we're at, Lord, wherever we're struggling, we need the Holy Spirit. We need the blood to cover us, to set the captive free. We want to come back to you, Jesus. If you want to reach out and say, Jesus, set me free. Help me to be a living sacrifice. If that's you, would you raise your hand up? Praise God. Praise God. Yes. Yes. Amen. 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 Praise you, God. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. Praise you. Praise you. There you go. What's your name, brother? My name's Brian. Brian, can I pray for you? Yes, you can. Let me hold your hands, man. Father, we just thank you for your goodness and your grace. God, you said, if we just cry out to you, just like that guy on the cross next to Jesus, and you immediately responded, so God, I pray healing and wholeness on Brian's life. I pray whatever is broken, God, you bring back together and you bring healing. Heal his body in Jesus' name. Heal his family, these relationships. God, the guilt, the shame, take it away. Set him free. In Christ Jesus. Oh, God, He loves you. Help Him, Lord, one step at a time. Show him, the, show him the map and reveal it, Lord, as much as He needs just for the day. God, I pray for a broken heart. Oh, God, praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. There it is. Fill it. Fill Him. Fill Him in Jesus' name. Yes, Jesus. Thank you. Yeah, that's right. Oh, Yes. Out of his belly, Lord. It's been a long time. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He didn't forget what he promised you. You were a young man. God said it was real, and he didn't change his mind. And he's bottled your tears. He's heard you when you cried. Nobody was there. Nobody understood. But he was there. You should have been dead by now. God was there. Your guardian angel. He's got hope. He's got a future. He's got a plan for you. In Jesus' holy name. Amen. Be blessed. Praise you, Jesus.
Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Lord, set us free. Set us all free. God, whether it's the ABCs or the XYZs, God, set us free. Oh, God, we believe in you. Oh, God, we love you. We need you, Jesus. We all need you. Help us to be Jesus with skin on. Help us to invite somebody to hear the gospel. Help us to reach out and pray for somebody. Help us. In Jesus' holy name. Bless your people. Bless your church. Grow your church. Body, soul, and spirit. And if everybody agrees, everybody says in Jesus' name, Amen. Well, we hope this message helps you to take your next step closer to Jesus. Here's a great question to ask yourself right now. How will I be different because of what I just heard today? Well, for more info about us, go to rrf.church or find us on Facebook. I'm Pastor Marvin thanking you for taking the time to join us.